Okay, so we might have to be a little loose with uh, the timing this morning. Just it might be uh, that there's a little more to say to get the ball rolling. Just just for this morning, it won't usually be this long. Um, the instructions. Okay, so there's this word in uh, Pali and Sanskrit. Pali is the language of, of the Buddha. Uh, citta, C-I-T-T-A, and it's usually translated uh, well as mind, but it can also mean heart. It's heart mind. There's not really a distinction, and this is what we're exploring: the heart mind. And if we reflect just for a moment as human beings, and I touched on this last night, what an extraordinary uh, range we have as human beings the range of what we can feel emotionally, of what can come up in us and pass through us, it's absolutely extraordinary. It's enormous, the range, the diversity of the different emotions and and feelings and expressions, the richness of all that, and this capacity that the human heart has. So all that uh, could be seen as a real gift. It's part of the gift of our humanity. And, as I alluded to last night, um, it can be problematic. No question it can be problematic. If I don't yet know how to work skillfully with all that range, with all that diversity, it can be very difficult. So it's a vast exploration, all this, and there are many possibilities. And so we're just, we're just taking kind of one area or a- angle. But if I throw out a question right at the beginning, what do you, what do I, what do we want from working with our emotions? What would we like? <coughs> so now you know what we're going to do for you. What would you like with that? Where would you like to be going in relationship to your relationship with emotions? What do you want from this work? Quite an important question. What are we trying to do again? Um, I will re- we will revisit that question and add to it, but, but to throw out a few things now. Uh, we have this capacity, we have this richness, and maybe I want the fullness of my being. Maybe I want that richness. I want access to that. I don't want to feel like I'm somehow constraining my emotional life, constraining the expression of my heart. I want that fullness. I want an open heart, to use a cliched phrase. I want an open heart. I want that capacity. And that is a richness for me. It's a resource for me, a very deep resource. And that includes lovely feelings. It includes joy. I want to be open to joy. I want to be open to love and peace and and, and touched by beauty, all of that. And I want to actually be able to open to pain and working with the more painful, more difficult emotions and everything in between. So it's certainly not that we're trying not to have emotions. We're We're not in that business of trying not to feel Most definitely not. And neither are we in the business of trying to only have emotions that we like. 
only the, the nice ones. And sometimes with uh, Buddhist teaching can feel like that's where it's supposed to be going. Would you really want to be free of desire? That's an interesting question to me. We can get back to that. (laughs) 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 We just throw out four things of what I want. So I want this range. I want that range as a human being. It's part of my birthright as a human being. It's part of what gives life color and depth and richness and vitality. First thing, that range. I want to be able to be with. I want to be able to be with Uh, the emotions in that range. Second thing. And then the third thing, and I touched on this last night, uh, well, maybe I didn't, that that actually I want to be able to unknot things when they've got tangled and tight and caught and I just don't understand what's going on emotionally. I want that the way that I'm relating to that can begin to unknot things when that's appropriate. That, That feels important. That's a third thing. And just those three things together bring a fourth thing, which I touched on last night, which is confidence. Uh, an emerging, gradually emerging confidence in, in, in relationship to my, my emotional life. And sometimes one meets people, even people who've been practicing insight meditation for decades, 30 years, I've, I've sometimes met people, and there's something in the heart that they haven't dared to go near an emptiness or a hollowness. There's, there's fear of the emotionality. And it has all kinds of impacts on the life and how they are in relationship and, and their whole sense of themselves. Because that confidence has not, been, has not been nurtured and fed. Enormous impact. So it's a huge thing to be able to say, I feel confident. And brings a fearlessness. A fearlessness in relationship to what may come up within me in my life. <clears throat> we may have, because of the way we live, it's like a habit of not really drawing close to the emotional life, not really caring for it, meeting it, opening to a habit actually of distraction. And there's so many possibilities, TV and uh, a couple of glasses of wine in the evening and uh, whatever it is, all the different media outlets. And, and it's very easy to have a kind of chronic distractedness from the currents of the emotional life but it has an impact huge impact but we can learn we can really learn to draw close and to care for in a way sometimes we'll be practicing so to speak like swimming practicing in the shallow end it's like getting used to the waters and then actually you can swim anywhere Okay, so what's the territory? We talk about emotions, and most people understand what we mean by emotions, but let's introduce another term, mind states. Mind states. <clears throat> so I would say an emotion is something like uh, fear or anger or joy or something. It's quite uh, marked and strong, relatively speaking. But a mind state is maybe perhaps more subtle, uh, encompasses more. So for instance, boredom. It's not really an emotion, it's not a fully blown emotion, but it, uh, it is a state of the mind, a state of the heart, a state of the consciousness. A um, little bit of uh, 
say calmness versus agitation. I'm not sure if these are emotions. They're more they're more subtle than that. But they're mind states. Um, does the mind feel energized, bright, or dull? In the whole system again. These are mind states, not so much emotions. So we could say emotions are a kind of subset of mind states. Mind states is a bigger category, of which a part of that is emotions. Yeah. You understand that? <laughs> So we need to include, we need to include all of this in, in the territory of what we're exploring. What happens, if, if I'm not aware of the more subtle aspects of, of what we're calling mind states, this more subtle just, for instance, does the mind feel a bit contracted or more spacious? If I'm not aware of that level of things, um, I start reacting to that level just a little bit. And it starts becoming the kind of womb for a more heavy-blown emotion or difficulty, or my reactivity towards someone, I snap at someone, or I start thinking along certain lines. So I actually have to be aware at this bigger level uh, and at this slightly more subtle level. (coughs) But, and this we will really go into in a lot of detail on this retreat, it's not just that I want to be aware that I am feeling this or that. It's not just that I want to be aware. I mean, that much is great. If I think for me, it took me a long time. It took me a long time to actually be aware of what I was feeling, know what I was feeling emotionally. And to differentiate between emotions that might be there. So what, for instance, is the difference between feeling sad and feeling touched or moved? These are different, and it takes a while to differentiate those, perhaps. It did for me. So it's not just that I want to be aware that I'm feeling this or that. It's also not just that I want to be able to share with another human being what I'm feeling. That's very beautiful, but it's also more than that. And it's not just that I want to be with what I'm feeling. And this we will go into in a lot of detail, because sometimes my being with a feeling is making more of a mess, uh, making more of a problem out of the thing. The very way that I'm being with it is, is causing problems. I'm going to talk a lot about this. But rather, as I said last night, what we want is to be able, as well as all that, to work skillfully and helpfully, in a, in a helpful way, uh, with, with what's going on. To be able to explore, really explore it. And that means... Um, the texture of the experience, what is this experience, Uh, the relationship that I have with it, to experiment with the relationship that I have with this thing. We're going to talk a lot about this in detail. Um, To experiment with different perspectives on what I'm feeling. Uh, To look at the context of the emotion. Uh, How do I resource around, how do I resource myself around what's going on? What are the assumptions I'm having about what's going on? All this is really crucial. And all that brings an understanding, an understanding of the emotional life, and that's really key. And the heart understands something, the mind understands something. And all that helps uh, helps our, our heart to unfold what it needs to unfold. So... The practice that we're going to be starting with is tuning into and focusing on 
the mind state or the emotion that's happening uh, in the moment, but via the body, in the body. I'll explain this. And that, that's the object that we're focusing on. Now, if I say to you, how do you know when you're feeling angry? How do you know when you're feeling bored? What tells you that? What is this thing, a mind state? What does it involve? What constitutes it? And that's quite interesting if we kind of pick it apart a little bit. Not always, but oftentimes with a mind state, the, the body is, so to speak, f- feeling something. We feel sensations in the body. The body is vibrating a certain way. And that's going to be very central to what we're exploring. So there's body experience. There may also be thoughts with some mind states. And the, the, the certain thoughts along certain lines go with certain mind states. You know, when you're angry, well, there's angry thoughts. When you're depressed, there's depressed thoughts. And of course, those thoughts feed back into the mind state. There's something we could call the texture of the mind. So it's like I was saying a little bit earlier, does the mind feel cramped, tight, constricted, or more spacious, uh, energized, bright, or more kind of dull, depressed? Um... The texture of the mind, that's part of what tells me what the mind state is, part of what I can notice. The perceptions that I'm having, because when I'm in a certain mind state, when I'm feeling irritable or depressed or loving, then the way I see the world, the way I see myself and the way I see others is colored very much by that mind state. So my perceptions also tell me about the mind state. Yeah, and all of those aspects I'm reacting to all of them I have certain vibration in the body or feeling in the body and I react to it I like it, I don't like it I try and get rid of it, I ignore it same with the thoughts, same with the perceptions so there's all this kind of confluence of, of factors and conditions uh, that's, that's reacting uh, that's going on and then with all that is this question I'm going to keep coming back to Is my being with this, is my mindfulness of this helpful or not helpful? And that is the golden question. Is the way that I'm with this helping it or not? Because sometimes I have reactions that tie the knot tighter. I hate what's going on. I want to ignore it. I want to get rid of it. I assume it means something about me. And what I'm doing is this ball of wool that's already knotted as I'm tightening it even tighter. I'm pouring gasoline on the fire. So we're going to talk a lot about what's helpful. One thing, a concept I want to throw out right now, is we're paying attention to what's happening emotionally or in the mind state. And if I say, (coughs) when we're having trouble with an emotion... When we feel overwhelmed by an emotion, whether it's fear or grief or depression or whatever it is, we can talk metaphorically, maybe, I don't know. The energy of the emotion is higher, bigger. It dwarfs the energy of the attention. Do you understand? So it's like the energy of the attention is swamped, overwhelmed by the energy that's caught up in, in, the, in the vortex, in the system of the emotion. 
Does this make sense? When, when you're angry, when I'm angry, there's a lot of energy in that. You can feel it. Even when you're depressed, it feels like a low energy state. There's actually a lot of energy, psychic energy and everything caught up in that, in like a, like a, a whirlpool. Everyone's looking very puzzled. <laughs> no? Attention, our capacity to pay attention also can be very low energy. We're not really that present. Or it can be more energy in it. It works like a seesaw. When, when the energy and the emotion is high and, and the, energy, uh, the energy and the attention is low, it, it will submerge it. But if I can raise the energy of the attention, it's like it takes the energy away from the emotion, the problematic energy, and it goes like that. Yeah? <laughs> okay, with that, that's really significant. When the emotion has more energy than the attention, I am sunk, I am sinking, I am drowning. When the attention has more energy than the emotion, I'm, I'm in a good place, I can handle what's going on, I can have perspective on what's going on. And something starts to unfold, a little bit of peace comes into the experience, a little bit of that confidence that I was talking about. Uh, a little bit even of sweetness around what's difficult because the energy balance has shifted. And, and we can deepen. Something can deepen there. And uh, the consciousness and the experience can unfold in ways that are healing. But if it's the other way around, that's very difficult for that to happen. So like I said, we're not concentrating on the breath or the metta here. We're going to be concentrating on the emotion and the mind state, particularly in the body. And we're going to sustain uh, the attention on that. That's going to be the focus in, in a way, trying to find ways that, that that's helpful. So let's talk about this body a little bit. <clears throat> As I said, usually when there's an emotion, not always, but usually there's some reflection physically of, of that emotion in the body. Now some of you will be very familiar with this. Uh, when there's anger, there's a lot of heat or pressure in the body. When there's fear, there's butterflies, etc. When there's joy, it feels a certain way. Love certainly feels a certain way. Now sometimes that feeling, when the emotion is difficult, a difficult, an oppressive emotion, the feeling in the body is difficult. It's unpleasant. Whatever's going on in the body is unpleasant. When we have a lovely emotion, when you're in love, when, uh, well, sometimes it's difficult when you're in love, but uh, when there's joy or whatever, and again, sometimes that can be difficult, is sometimes it's pleasant. There's a pleasant feeling in the body. Sometimes we don't even notice that. And sometimes it's somewhere in between. Okay? But there's a feeling and a tone to that feeling in the body. Now, a funny thing, and I don't know if you've noticed this, not all emotions, but a lot of emotions reflect... Uh, predominantly on a kind of central axis in the body. In other words, we feel a lot of the emotionality somewhere along a line, uh, for instance, very much in the heart area, of course. Uh, you feel grief there, or you may feel something in the throat. You know, you get a lump in your throat. Or sometimes, for instance, there's sadness. You know, you can feel it in the mouth, even. The mouth starts quivering. Um, in the belly, sometimes even in the head even at the top of the head, sometimes, but somewhere along this line, somewhere along this line, I don't know if people have noticed this, so that's, a, that's a, quite a common uh, place. 
And what we're going to be doing, and I'll take us through a practice in a moment, um, we want to be tuning in to what's the experience. We'll start with this line here. What's the experience? What's unfolding there? What's expressing itself there? On this line in the body, somewhere, wherever the attention gets drawn, what is it? What does it feel like? Can I draw close to it? Touch it with the attention. Can I, you can see this gesture. It's almost like the attention opens. So there's, the hands are open to hold what is going on. Can you see what I'm doing? Hands are just uh, open. The palms are open, cupped together. And we are literally, with our attention, holding the experience. Not pressuring it, just holding it. Holding the experience that passes through. As I said, this is one approach to working with the emotions, and it's not the only one. So we're working, we're starting a lot with the the very simple level, uh, with the body. And sometimes people think, well, I have this very (coughs) complex emotion going on, and I'm a little bit afraid of of being simple with it because I might lose the meaning and the richness of the meaning and my story and and this has a lot of meaning in my life. And that's actually very important. It's extremely important, the meaning that we give things and that they give us. But right now, we're we're just, just for for our purposes right now, we're putting that aside. We won't lose the meaning. We can come back to it. Come back to it and investigate it. There's just one way only. But it has the advantage this way that it simplifies. So because we're paying attention in a very simple way to something that's simply happening in the body, it's a simple level of this complex thing that we call an emotion. And because it's simple and the attention is simple, it can simplify what's going on. And like I said last night, it's not any more advanced. It might just be different. For some of you it won't be different at all, but it's really not any more advanced. Okay, so let's do a little practice together. So we're talking about posture later on. For now, just to uh, find a posture that's comfortable. with the back as upright as possible, without being rigid. So there's relaxation in the posture. But there's also uprightness. The posture is reflecting openness and uprightness, alertness, both. Perhaps you just want to feel into your face right now and just notice if there's any tension, any holding there. Very normal, natural even. Perhaps around the eyes or the jaw, the mouth. And just noticing whatever you feel there and, and relaxing, relaxing. 
just as much as you can. throat area, just tuning in, feeling what's there, whatever's there, relaxing just as much as possible, letting go. The shoulders Sensing and relaxing. And the arms. Resting. The upper back. Just tuning in, noticing. Noticing how it feels, just how it feels. And then, is it possible to ease even just a little bit? And the chest. Letting be and letting go. And then the belly, the whole belly, the abdomen, and particularly the lower belly. Feeling in and releasing, letting it hang down towards the floor. And let yourself feel how it feels to sit. What's the experience of sitting right now? How does it feel, the sensations of contact with the cushion or chair or bench? Very simple, very simple sensations. Receiving the sensations of contact with the floor, the (coughs) legs or the feet. Feeling the whole body sitting. What does it feel like? So you're alive, alive to the experience of sitting. And if it helps you to settle, you can take a few breaths and be with the breath, just a few breaths, if you're used to that, if it's helpful.
Now, I wonder if it's possible to be aware of what the state of the heart is right now. What's the emotional experience, the mind state? And just to check in and see, what are you feeling right now? What's the experience? So it may not be anything dramatic at all, it probably isn't. What's happening in the body, perhaps along somewhere along this central line? What do you feel? What's the experience? And focusing in the body on the expression of the heart state in the body right now. So letting the breath go, if that's your habit to be with the breath, let that go. What do you actually notice? Maybe it's in the heart area, maybe it's higher up in the throat or the head, maybe even the top of the head. Maybe it's lower down in the belly or really low down, down in the perineum or in the sexual organs and could be anywhere. Just noticing what's going on if there's something that's a little bit more prominent there. Can I let it be? Can you allow it? Allow it to be however it is, however it is in this moment. Is it possible that the attention can delicately draw close to the experience in the body there? That there can be an intimacy, an intimacy with the experience. Whatever it is, Whatever it is, just allowing and gently drawing close, exploring the texture of the experience. And the hands are open to allow to explore. the experience changes and let it change let it change whatever it is let it go through its manifestations noticing the different qualities the different experiences
So simply, what is the experience in the body along this central line or somewhere along it? What do you feel in this moment? Seeing if you can connect to whatever it is, to the experience, and really stay in in the orbit of what's happening. Just connecting and allowing. Touching, holding. Interested. Being patient with yourself, it's natural that the mind will wander and just bringing it back to that bodily experience. And the gentle exploration of that. Or perhaps there's a lot of thinking and it feels like the, the mind is full of static. Not a problem at all, not a problem. What does that feel like in the body? What does that static and that experience of a lot of thinking feel like in the body? Don't fight the thinking. Just notice what the bodily experience is while you're thinking, while there's thinking. So maybe it's in the head as pressure, as static, as an experience in the head, in the physical head. Including that. Tuning in, tuning in over and over. So see if you can really let go of any preconceptions you might have or that might be present about what you should be experiencing or feeling or what the sensations should be. Completely open to what's there. 
So it might be there's something difficult or knotted somewhere, or it feels like there's something blocked or tight. Completely okay, giving that uh, a kind, interested attention. Maybe somewhere it just feels kind of soft. What is it to explore soft and the feeling of that? Or open? Or light or heavy? Sense of brightness or darkness or color sometimes. We want to be, that's completely fine, just noticing, but we want to be more in the body. So noticing that, but very aware of the feeling in the body. Can be anything. Metallic. Fuzzy. Static. A mixture bittersweet. Maybe there's the experience of nothing feels like it's there. And what does that feel like? Can I pay attention to that? So whatever it is, it's okay and worthy of my interest and my attention. Let's take a little break. You can open your eyes and we'll... Does it make a little bit of sense? Yeah? No? It's okay to say no. It would be helpful just to hear. So very easily doing this, we we will talk much more about this. We bring unconscious expectations I'm looking, teacher's saying, do this. I look and I expect to see something clear. I expect that clearly I go in and I can say, tick, my emotion is now this, done, clear. And it's a clear experience and I may expect it to be a steady clear experience. I'm having a steady clear experience of X and then I feel like I'm doing it right. 
it's this, it's identifiable. It may be, it may be that that's the case, but it may not be at all. But if I expect it to be and it's not, then I'm going to get frustrated and think I'm doing it wrong. And actually that's just, it's just the mind gone off on some expectation. It might not be a clear thing that I can put a label to, the experience. And it certainly might not even stay steady. Certainly. So if it looks like I'm, I'm paying attention, what I'm getting is, is something I'm not quite sure what it is, but there's just something there, even if it's quite subtle and it keeps changing, that's perfect. It's perfect. So is it possible to let go of, of the demand? if there's a demand there, or an assumption, and explore the kind of, the grain, the moment-to-moment what's happening, the grain of the experience. And then the whole thing becomes freer. Actually, it's quite interesting. I don't know. I don't know what you noticed or, or what what happened. Because uh, I'm extremely curious, and I'd love to hear right now from everyone. Um, well, I don't know, but did you notice that you were that there was some expectation there, or, or pressure, or demand, or assumption going on? Yeah. Did you run into any of that? We'll talk a lot more about it because that's there, and that's really, really important. It's absolutely crucial. It has a, an enormous effect on what's going on. Did you also notice that the experience was changing, that the whole experience was changing? Yeah? So it rarely do things stay the same. So this impermanence, it's almost like there's waves in the experience. In any experience we have, it has waves. And that's actually really helpful to us. Rather than, as I said, expecting something to be steady, there will be waves in the experience. Waves of being clear, waves of being present and not present, caught up in thought, not caught up, but also in the experience itself. It changes, it doesn't stay the same. I might want it to stay the same, just so that I can be clear, but it won't. It goes like this. When something's very intense and difficult, there are also waves in it. It's also impermanent, moment to moment. And this we want to start seeing right away, in the grain of what's going on. This is important to us because it's part of what enables us to feel confident slowly. It's a bit like when, when, when you were a, a youngster at, at the seaside, and maybe you waded out into the sea, and the waves are coming in, and you're... you're you know, you're just a, a, a small uh, person. <laughs> and, and you don't know, this wave's coming, and it's like, is it going to take me over? And then you actually say, oh, you can, you can ride this wave. And, and, you know, and, then it, and you actually say, oh, it's quite fun, actually. The wave comes, it rises, I go up with it, and then it goes down again. And then the next one comes. And sooner or later, it's actually fun to do that. And I trust something. I begin to trust something. I begin to trust that when the water goes up, I don't drown. And it doesn't stay up. The water goes up, it comes down. I go with it, and it comes down. I learn to trust. I won't drown. Sometimes the emotions, of course, in the range, like I said before, they're 
uh, we can have such difficulty, such difficult stuff coming up. It feels so enormous and overwhelming. Part of this noticing the impermanence is actually making what is enormous handleable. Handleable. And so we get confidence. Let's just do five minutes again together, yeah? <clears throat> so when I say this thing about quick, I want to di- get so that you can dip in and out as well. So again, just kind of finding your seat, feeling yourself in the body. Feeling this openness of the body with the relaxation of the body. Especially if there's tiredness, the openness of the body can bring a little energy, the uprightness of the body. And then seeing this as a kindness, as I said last night, this is a movement of kindness, of caring for myself and for my heart. And this whole movement of kindness to connect with inside, to just look at what's happening. What's happening? What's the heart state right now and what's happening what's drawing my attention maybe in a quiet way what's drawing my attention on that central line right from the top of the head down to the perineum something there I can tune into Let go of the preconceptions. Let go of the demands. And allow what is there. And see if it's possible to explore it a little bit with the attention, to touch it with the attention. what is happening is unpleasant that's completely okay letting it be that or if what's happening is really not very marked at all it's quite subtle almost nothing that's completely okay very helpful to pay attention to that how that feels
touching and allowing. The attention like the open hands together. Letting it be and drawing close, becoming intimate with the experience in the body that is reflecting and expressing the state of the heart, of the mind, of the consciousness right now.
Just connecting as best you can, being interested. Okay, so we're just beginning this. I know that for some of you it will feel quite new. For others, this is very familiar territory so far. We'll be expanding it. Um, Either way, it's completely fine. Um, We're just beginning to notice, maybe notice this uh, dimension or strata of the experience. Uh, So noticing and beginning uh, to notice without preconceptions, or as much as possible, letting go of preconceptions, really important, Um, and to familiarize, beginning to familiarize with the experience, the experiences and how it feels, and to tune in, to focus, what happens when, when we focus in. So this thing I said about relative energies of the attention and, and the, uh, the emotion, (coughs) another way of Putting that, it's quite quite uh, significant. When when we have an emotion, a difficult emotion certainly is going on, a difficult mind state. Um, usually, we feel like we're in it. We are in it. It has kind of become us, and we're looking out at things th- through it. When we do a practice like this, some, something we're having a different perspective. So the actual emotion or mind state becomes an object for the awareness. Do you understand the difference? Rather than the, the emotion being, it is my awareness, I'm just, I am that, I'm in that. Because we're finding something to pay attention to, it becomes an object. It, become, it becomes something in awareness. Does this make sense if I say this? That makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. Because then what's happened, another way of saying it, awareness is bigger than this that I'm going through. Rather than this that I'm going through being bigger than everything, I'm just lost in it, sunk in it. Actually, the awareness is bigger than it because it has, I'm making it an object of the awareness. And that's hugely helpful. So I'm not so overwhelmed, I don't drown, I don't sink. Does that feel enough to be getting on with? Yeah? 
Okay, good. Um, <clears throat> so we'll be alternating walking meditation. Now, in fact, is a period of walking meditation. And who, who has the next bell? I can't quite see. Who, is that, what's your name? Jenny. Jenny. Um, I wonder, Jenny, if you could perhaps ring the bell at um, five past eleven, and then we'll come back for a sitting at ten past. So we're just shifting the schedule a little bit this morning. Okay, so we'll expand the walking instructions a little bit as the week goes on. For today, um, what I would say is when, we're, when you're walking, um, if you're new to this, we're, we're, you want to find a path to walk on. So anywhere out front or back, anywhere on the grounds or in the walking meditation room. And you walk between two points, so it's kind of contained. And you can... Um, you can stand and just feel the uh, object of concentration for today for the walking is, is what does it feel like to walk? What's the actual human experience and the sensations of walking? So before we even start, you can just, what, what does it feel like to stand? What's the experience in the feet and the legs and the whole body? What does it simply feel like to stand? And that's what I'm paying attention to. And then when you begin to walk, and you can walk however fast or slow feels helpful for you. And just walking, and what does it feel like to walk? And again, it could be that you're paying attention just to your feet, and the feeling of the feet on the floor. Or it could be the whole body, and the whole body's experience of walking. When you reach uh, one side, you can stop and stop for as long as you want and turn around mindfully. What does it feel like to turn around and, and walk again? So whatever pace you want uh, and whatever exactly you want to pay attention to in the body is fine. So it's just simply how does it feel to walk. But in addition to that, if you want to throw in what we just did in the sitting at any point, feel free to. In other words, you're walking and stop and check in on this center line. And maybe there's something going on that you can give attention to. Maybe you're standing there for the next 10 minutes or 30 seconds or whatever it is. Uh, Exploring it in the way that we explored it. Maybe I don't even need to stand. Maybe I just slow down a little bit. Or maybe I don't even need to slow down and and I'm with the emotionality. In, in, this, in, in the body. So it could be just the sensations of walking or it could be the, the practice that we started this morning. And you can move between the two as, as you like. That sound okay? Clear? Great. So we'll see you for the next sitting at about 10 past 11 or so. Um, is that enough for walking? A little bit more? Okay, yeah. okay, next sitting at 10 past 11. Enjoy the walking. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.